Hey, hey, sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and I know last month I joked about kicking my husband, Robbie, off of the podcast. And if you're following along, you know that he actually wasn't on his scheduled week last week. Um, Funny story, we had it scheduled to record at a certain time during nap time one day, and the napper decided he was not napping. Yay, the joys of parenting a toddler. But I wanted to give you some confidence and assurance that I have not kicked him off. He is here with us today, and we are talking about rising with intention. I shared recently on my social media how my husband is the intentional abundant father to my intentional abundant motherhood, and I've learned so much from him, and he's got you know decades of experience in this intentional living. And so today we're bringing to you how to rise with intention on the daily. Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. If you're here, you're likely a busy woman wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You have a desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Well, you're in the right place, sister, because that is exactly what we do here. First, building on a foundation of faith with purposeful priorities while mastering our mindset and implementing simple self-care. So mama, grab your coffee or strap your kiddos in the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. All right, so here we are. Welcome back, Robbie. Hey, Sasha. Hello, everybody. How are y'all doing today? Oh, that's really good to hear. I've been watching too much toddler TV. <laughs> too much blippy. Too much blippy. Ask questions and talks back. <laughs> Can you spell my name? Great job. <laughs> my goodness. Okay, so we're talking about rising with intention, and I'm super excited about this because I know you have so much to add to this conversation. And so it started out because we're kind of entering into this season where, um, on the podcast, where we're talking about scheduling and how to live with intention, like practical and tactical steps of how to live this productively peaceful, intentionally abundant life. And Robbie um, comes from a military family, military background. We actually met when he was active duty in the Air Force. And I think some of it was kind of, um, well, I don't want to say beaten, but drilled into you, right? By your drill sergeants at basic, maybe. Conditioned, yeah, right. I think it's like the only place where like, um, I don't know, brainwashing and like manipulation and stuff like that is like you get promotions for that kind of behavior they just cause you to think in a certain way and that way is rewarded the better you think that way right and i'm for one think it's pretty effective because it can lead to healthier lifestyles and it also leads to us being the most dominant country in the entire world i'm not going to get on that particular 
soapbox right now, but let's just say <laughs> that's, not, that's not what we're here to talk about. Let, let, let's just say that we're uh, we're the top dog, and it starts with the mindset. What warrior's most powerful weapon is his mind. Yeah, and I think it's a mindset that, like I'm talking about, is almost like drilled into you. But at the same time, like it's it's been really rewarding to see. And I'll tell you, I was like the most unintentional, like lacking mindset, lacking self-control, like deranged, almost wild person when I met you. And I think that was one of the reasons you were attracted to me, that somebody could be so, I don't know if deranged is the word. You were quite feral in the morning, I'll be honest. (laughs) And I've learned so much from Robbie. Um, So I, I pointed out to him a few things that I just really love and admire about his, like, just his lifestyle and things that he's he's just naturally done that I've observed and then picked up on and now do. And so take it away. Tell us, how do you rise with intention? Well, first off, I love that term you use practical and tactical. I'm going to definitely adopt that and utilize Mm -hmm. that until like almost every day, my everyday verbiage, because that's, it's awesome. I mean, it rhymes, but it also is very, um, it's very appropriate for, for how you're supposed to address the morning. So I, for one, I'm a morning person. Well, can I, I just are... interrupt you there? Because yeah. we've just changed the title to the episode. It's practical and tactical ways to rise with intention. Practical and tactical ways to rise with intention. Fabulous. Fantastic. I'm <laughs> so excited. you're a morning person. I'm a morning person. I'm, I wasn't. You were not. No, you've actually adopted the mornings. I feel like Bane. You've only just come to know the mornings. <laughs> I was born to it. Um. My grandmother was also uh, a morning person, and that was something that she and I shared. This is a little bit of backstory, but uh, we had a routine in the morning. And I think that is going to be the core of what I'm going to say here is establishing a good morning routine. This happened for me back in high school. Now, my mother, bless her soul, is anything but a morning person. Uh, She will rise joyfully at the crack of noon. That is, you know, any time before eight o'clock doesn't really exist for her. And I don't think it ever has, but my grandmother and I, different story. So she would rise around 4.30 or five o'clock in the morning and she would wait for the, the newspaper to hit the, the front door. Um, she would read Harlequin novels, which I did not realize were softcore pornography until I was much older. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's true. Uh, but she would just read those in her, her chair, drinking a cup of coffee as I would rise. I'd go take my shower, get myself, you know, teeth brushed and everything, come downstairs, make a bowl of cereal. I'd collect the paper. She would read her section. I would read my section, which was almost, you know, always the comics. And we would have the channel 10 news on very low in the morning and it would play. And that was just how our morning started. And we both would get out the door. We would be bright eyed, bushy tailed, ready for the day because we had peace. We had quiet and we had time for ourselves to get our mindset where it needed to be in order to start the day. And there was no such thing as a Monday syndrome with us. Now, after getting into the military, like Sasha had said, this really drilled down a lot of things like there are deliverables that you need to achieve and you need to achieve them right away. Days start quickly and they start efficiently because you don't have a lot of time, Uh, especially in training. Training is very, very deliberate and every minute of your day is calculated. When they're only issuing you four to eight minutes um, at a time to eat three times a day, you really understand the complexity of just what time scarcity looks like. So after I'd gotten out of training and into my normal routine of, you know, being in the operational air force, 
I began to adopt a lot of healthy habits amongst all my unhealthy ones where I recognized from the night before that I had a fully awake, alert mind that was able and capable to figure out what I wanted to do the next day, what I wanted to be prepared for. So I would lay my clothes out. I would lay my lunch out. I would put my keys, my wallet, all of my, you know, necessary items, my pocket items, if you will, they were in a very deliberate place. And when I went to bed at night, I went to bed with a piece of knowing that I didn't need to worry about what was happening the next morning. And what that did is it created a space where my groggy brain didn't have to worry about something I'd miss or forget. And also built in a measure of grace for I missed the alarm or I hit the snooze button too many times. If I did end up putting myself in a lag measure, I wasn't chasing the morning. I was just soaking up that grace right away and I was able to get out the door into our lives that we have now outside of the military. I still like to do this. And I really appreciate that you have opted into this too, because now you and I as a couple get this intentional time in our mornings, waking up at 4.30, which is an ungodly time of day, to state our intentions for the day to each other, which is a great way to rise and get your mindset right. And then we also pray together, which a couple that prays together stays together. It shows us that we are on each other's heart and that we don't want to take the day that we have for granted. And when you really kind of grab the day early like that with a good mindset, you find that you have a much longer day to work with and you don't find yourself running quite as out of time as you used to. Beautiful days can be taken advantage of and not so great days. You can find time for closing up on the couch because you, you were intentional right at the beginning. Yeah. I love that. I know some of you might be thinking like I was, you know, over a decade ago at the very beginning of all of this. Yeah. But Robbie, you even said you're a morning person. I'm not right. We talked about this. Like I am the exception a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. You're a morning person. I'm not. You've had these kind of habits almost ingrained. They're like natural giftings of yours since childhood that were enforced by the military that of course they've come into your life now just so naturally. And so for any of you who may be thinking that, yeah, but it's not going to work for me. I want to encourage you back at the beginning of the episode, how much, um, you know, my husband said I was quite feral in the mornings. I like growing up, my mom would say I could sleep through a freight train. Um, when, when we were stationed in England, somebody bought me this little plaque that I still have in our bedroom that says marathon sleeper, because if there's anything that I could do and probably get an award for, it would be sleeping because I can <laughs> sleep in, I can sleep through a lot of stuff sometimes like early stages of motherhood definitely caused me to have a lot more broken sleep. Um, but the, the college that I went to the university, our mascot was the night owls. Like I am not by textbook definition, a morning person. In fact, Robbie used to make me coffee every morning when I would get up or whatever. He like, he would always make me a cup of coffee, whether it was a, a coffee pot, he would pour it for me. Or when we had the Keurig, he would like make me my coffee. And I always thought it was this like act of love. It is. Until, <laughs> until I did this program and started drinking these, you know, vitamin water 
um, type drinks with caffeine that would wake me up and kind of broke this coffee addiction where I would need like four or five cups of coffee a day. And that's when Robbie revealed to me that, yeah, he didn't make me coffee in the morning because he loved me. He made it because he was scared of me before my first cup of coffee. (laughs) And it's like, whoa, I've got problems. You know, that was like my glaring takeaway from that. So all that to say, I do not naturally in my own skills and giftings carry these traits and these, um, you know, intentional acts, right? It's something that I have over the years, like picked up on and learned and seen the massive amount of like fruits and benefits in my life on account of these switches and these shifts. And so I just want to encourage you that, that no matter how far off the mark you are, some of these things can be really, really helpful, not just for you, but also, you know, in thinking about your kids and, And other things like that. So some of the things that Robbie pointed out were, you know, the night before he will set out his clothes for the next day. I have picked up on this. I have started doing this. Whatever I'm going to wear the next day, whether I have to get up for, you know, coaching calls or an appointment somewhere else, or I'm just getting up to hang out with my son, I always know exactly what I'm going to be putting on the moment I roll out of bed. And they're either on a little hook in my room or they're on the countertop in the bathroom. And that that's dependent on, you know, where I'm going to be getting dressed because some days Robbie's home and he's sleeping and I don't want to flip on lights. I used to, I used to be so inconsiderate that I would like wake up and just turn on the light and look for something and then make all kinds of noise and like turn the light off and walk out. And it's like, man, I cannot even believe I was so obtuse and I'm sorry for all of those days that I did that until you pointed out to me. But if he's still sleeping, of course, I'm going to put my clothes in the bathroom where I'm going to go be able to turn on the light without disturbing him, get dressed Um, and then begin my day. Another thing he talked about is, you know, uh, sometimes we'll, we'll prep the coffee pot. So all you have to do is turn it on or we'll make sure the Keurig is ready and the timer is set to go. That is the best. Or, um, recently I've been making cold brew. And so it's just, you literally just have to like pour or pour, um, the cold brew. And so these really simple steps that you can do before you go to bed, making sure everything is ready for you. And then here's another thing. He talked about making sure, I think, your keys and you know what you're taking for lunch the next day and your lunch pail is right there, like ready for your lunch to go inside. Um, For me, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I work from home. I do go down to another um, external building on our property to work, but I make sure my keys are out of my purse and sitting right there with my iPad that I know I'm going to need, you know, to take notes and serve my clients. And, you know, if I'm doing Bible study um, meetings down there, I'm going to make sure that I have the book or the Bible study or my Bible all right there by the door, ready to go. Uh, And all of these things, just taking a few moments beforehand to set yourself up for success can be so empowering for you and the rest of your day. Um, You talked about, you know, some of the things we do together as a couple in getting our day started. And so we do this four days a week on Robbie's work days. We get up and I didn't realize it was so similar of a time to your grandmother between 4.30 and 5 o'clock. And like he gets ready for his day, I'll, you know, make an or strain the coffee or, you know, get myself dressed or whatever else. And one of the first things that we do is sit down together to pray, 
and state our intentions. So I talked about this in the episode that just came out prior to this about four ways that you can really set your day up for success and prioritize your day and stating those intentions and praying over your days were two of those. So go back to the episode and listen to the rest. Um, because those are really, really powerful things too, but kind of, kind of bringing this back is like, what can you do now to set your future self up for success? Whether that's the you later today, the you in the morning or the you next week. And then when you get to that space, trusting your past self knew what they were doing and then just sticking to the plan. Yeah. Sticking to that plan is, it it can be challenging. Um, There is great fruit to be had from trusting your former self, your yesterday self and taking care of like your tomorrow self. The way that I had kind of equated this, we were talking about this a little bit earlier is think of yourself as a princess. I'll let you fantasize about that for a couple seconds and the TR and the beautiful dresses and whatever else, maybe turning, you know, stuff to ice with your hands. If you're that kind of princess, I know that they exist. I'm just saying they're out there. Imagine what princesses, what they get in the morning. They get somebody that is a servant that helps them. If you've ever seen Downton Abbey, you kind of have the idea of this. There's somebody to help you get dressed. There's somebody that hands you a cup of coffee, hands you your newspaper, somebody that gives you all of the things that you need. You have a servant of some sort that is taking care of all of these brain power things for you. Now realize that you are an every person. You're you're an everyday lady. You don't have the luxury of a servant unless you are the servant that serves yourself. So make the night version of you the very best servant that the morning version of you could ever hope to want. And when you wake up in the morning, show that night servant deep gratitude and appreciation. Thank her for what she has done for you. And that will be a lot easier for you to kind of keep this going as an everyday thing. And you don't have to do all the things in one day. And you don't even have to do the things that we're suggesting Whatever works for you is what's going to work for you, but take care of your own princess. Um, Another thing, you might be thinking to yourself, just kind of like Sasha had mentioned earlier, well, I'm the exception. Well, yeah, I'm really not a morning person or there's there's really no benefit to me waking up in the morning. I, I really don't have anything to like wake up in the morning necessarily for. And if you let those mindsets kind of rule your life, then yeah, you're absolutely right. You're never going to wake up in the morning and you're always going to find yourself chasing it later on in the day. The best tool that you can find, the best weapon that you have is accountability. If you have somebody that you can share this time with, a spouse, a sibling, a Bible study, a Zoom call where you're going to be meeting with other people, something that rouses you and keeps you accountable. Somebody that you're going to disappoint if your presence isn't there, that's going to make it a thousand times easier to adopt this as your new habit and your way of life. Um, I noticed that um, recently, like I had shifted my work schedule going from uh, my day shift to work on swing shift. I worked on, you know, swings for six months. I, I was going to work at four in the afternoon. I was getting home just after three o'clock in the morning and getting to sleep. And in that time, 
Sasha's time of waking up at 4.30 and having intentional time and doing the things that she did, taking care of Princess Sasha with cups of coffee and baths and things that help her get herself to where she wants to be first thing in the morning, those started kind of falling to the wayside. And I felt partially responsible for that because I'm her accountability partner. I'm her accountability buddy. Accountability buddy. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Robbie Burns, the guy I used to work with. That's his (laughs) quoted term. Without that accountability person there, it's a lot easier for us to give ourselves unnecessary grace. Um, it's a lot easier for us to give ourselves the pass. I'll just sleep in today. I just won't get up this time. And then today turns into today, tomorrow. And then today, tomorrow turns into you know next week. And next thing you know, you've completely shattered this habit because you've just been doing what feels good in that exact moment. So the best tool you could find to start is find somebody to start with. And there's a saying that uh, misery shared is misery halved and joy shared is joy doubled. So when you have somebody else to do this with, the best parts of it are even better and the worst parts of it, yeah, you don't hardly even notice them. Right. When you were talking, I was just thinking about that quote, you know, you are the culmination of the five people that you hang out with most. And that was just really glaring to me because I think about this and that accountability buddy, that person that you are, are willing to bring into that space of helping you be your best and most intentional self, whether that's somebody that you're meeting with in the mornings via Zoom, whether it's your spouse, whether it's a friend or a sibling, whether it's a coach that you hire you know, to come into that community with you and and bring it into a text chat or whatever else, like make sure it's somebody that you admire, somebody that, that maybe even like is a, is a step or two ahead of you in this area. Make sure it's somebody that is going to help rise you to your better and best self. And somebody that is really going to be a very powerful presence in your life as one of those five. Well, I think that's all we have for you all today. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen in on this. I hope that you have some very tactical and practical examples and inspiration for moving forward with rising with intention. God bless.